deepest secrets, concerns of being a black woman, Negro, Hebrew in America. So come and listen to us. Check us out. We are here to serve you. Barakatha. this chapter what's this chapter again i always got a religion religion chapter nine so as a reminder we are ending the chapter um chapter nine religion from pages what do we have here 144 to 152 so again we are reading from the book the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Man by Sister Shahrazad Ali. So if you haven't bought the book, please get the book. We are doing the best we can to serve you with the material, to share with you what we are learning through our journey and discovering ways and how we can improve the Black family because that is the purpose of this podcast. We noticed a huge disconnect between the black man and the black woman. And we're like, hold up. If the black family is to survive, we need to get along with our black man. So this book is for us to learn about what he needs so we can show up in our respective relationships and serve our man um, with 
better tools because you may have all the best intentions in the world, but if you're practicing methods that actually will destroy your black man, regardless of how much you want to help him, you he won't get there. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are, brothers and sisters. So Jesus as a man. Honey. Mm. <laughs> Society got a lot to say. <laughs> a whole lot to say. And this book was, this chapter was mainly about Christianity. Yeah. And I guess this is the, well, it makes sense because this religion compared to all others, according to her research, is it encompasses most of the blacks in the world like most of us are christians before we are anything else so i guess I mean, yeah it does and then when you think too um christianity kind of birthed all the others well not all of them but most of them so when you figure you know well i don't know who gave birth to who but they all like close sisters yeah um, and and just to um because they're because i know in the last episode I didn't share this information. And again, whatever we share on this podcast, you are supposed to do your own research and we look forward to people correcting us. So if we say anything that is wrong, please comment, share your thoughts and give us information if we're you know, contradicting the truth. But from what I learned about the Bible, I learned that what we know as Egypt is actually called Kemet. And the hieroglyphs that are scribed on the tombs um, is actually where the text of the Bible came from. Mm-hmm. Now I'll leave it at that. So, and that the, those hieroglyphs is called Medunetcher. So that was the original text, and is the Bible is a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy. Were they still making um, <laughs> different versions? of bibles till this day and it was different interpretations each time Mm -hmm. yet they all supposed to be considered valid and that's how sister sharazad explains jesus as the man because in the last in the beginning chapter she explained that jesus was actually a slave ship Mm -hmm. but she speaks about jesus as this prophet that he is known to be um who lived over 2000 years ago she quote and she states that you know the what we know the as much as we know about Jesus is that he was born in a stable from two parent household um that did not have natural sex to produce him he was an immaculate birth and he at the age of 33 he died a violent death however his adult career was spent teaching and practicing his ministry for a total of three years so she she shares that you know although most of our pastors and preachers they use jesus as the focal point compared to the entire text of the bible she says his writings and his information can be summed up in two hours worth of a lecture Mm mm-hmm like a one-time event like all right like if you take all of the red writing that is supposedly you know the the language of jesus in the new testament it's not a whole lot of it 
No, not at all. And this is where it goes to show that, well, she couldn't let's go because before I put my two cents, <laughs> I'll stick <laughs> to what Sister Sherazad says. She says that, you know, with Christianity, she reminds the black man and the black woman because we're, you know, essentially the people she's speaking to that all of these versions of Jesus was created by white males. Mm-hmm. Created, recorded, distributed it, distributed and interpreted, bounded by white males. And that there has not been any scientific proof that has been built on culture and nationality to say that this actually has happened. Mm. At all. And, and, that, and mm-hmm. don't that make you think like how they have dinosaur bones, but ain't nobody got Jesus bones? <laughs> Ain't nobody got Moses bones. <laughs> Ain't nobody got no bones from none of these other folk. But, you know, they got dinosaur bones, though. You know? And, you know, what I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to put this out here. I went to one lecture, this brother um, named Kaba Hiawatha Kamene. He is an understudy of Dr. John Henry Clark. Excellent brother, beautiful brother, great content online you can find him on youtube he has a facebook that's kaba Hiawatha kamene um he does a lecture constantly where he shares information about the bible and just a variety of different topics he's well versed in and one of the things that he mentioned um that intrigues me is that he says that you know with the dinosaur bones when you go to the actual museum, they only show you one authentic bone. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a hundred other bones <laughs> made of plastic to redefine the look of the original mm-hmm. dinosaur. And he's like, wait, hold up. I don't believe this thing actually existed. And when, mm-hmm. with his interpretation, I went to the Natural History Museum in New York. And it is true, most of the largest um, displays of these animals would just be off of one bone. <laughs> it was like, how the hell <laughs> did you get, You no other bone was found and excavated from the earth? Mm-hmm. Not No other fossil was found, just this one bone? Are you serious? Yeah. So you, we, But they tell it to us, so we're supposed to believe it, right? We believe because the narrative. Over and over and over again. Yes, and they control the, the 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 ruling elites. They control the information that's passed through all people globally. We all teach the same curriculum. We whether we debate it or dispute it or argue about it, write articles about it, essays about it, books about it. It's all the same information that they share and put upon us to learn and study. And you can't move forward unless you answer it correctly. Even if you know it's not true, such as Christopher Columbus, we all know he's a damn lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you better answer it right on that test. <laughs> or you'll fail. Or you're going to fail. Even though everybody... Well, they you, in, you know, they put you in that house and say, oh, you know, um, he or she is thinking independently. Mm-hmm. You got to slap some riddling on them. Yes. There's, there's another brother named Frank Jones. Please check out his work. Um, he has a website called Black People's Matrix. That's people with an S. Blackpeoplesmatrix.com. He has some great, great content 
one of the things, one of the jewels he dropped with me, because I don't believe in interracial um, um, relationships. And this is kind of off topic, but I think it's a, a beautiful jewel to, to receive because I didn't know this is what's going on. And I would love to be corrected because I haven't had the chance to check his research, but he stands by his work. <laughs> he says that black now he doesn't he's not certain for black woman and a white man excuse me a black woman and a white man he didn't compare that relationship but he said if a black woman produces a white man's child she has to take certain medication that they give her immediately upon conception so that her body won't forcefully abort the baby hmm because naturally our bodies are most of the babies that black women carry by white men do not make it. I mm-hmm. never knew the stats on that. But yeah, I don't know. That's the type of information he throws out there for people to dive into and do research. And one of the main themes of his whole work is that we live by narratives and not by the truth. So like we shared it with Christopher Columbus and all the other lies that we know, like Santa Claus don't exist. You better you better take that Santa Claus picture. <laughs> I need an Easter bunny, the two fairy, all them things. <laughs> and that's just fluff. You know, that that's the fun stuff. What about the, the deep stuff, such as religion? Mm-hmm. How they can lie about religion and have us believe it. She says the black man, you know, unfortunately, he has never... Aside from him not having any proof of information that the Bible, the the events in the Bible actually happens. But she said that the black man is guided by a fear that if he goes against this idea of religion or this idea of Jesus, that is pure blasphemy and that he'll be committing a crime, like a moral sin. And the punishment typically instilled upon him is either you going to hell or the Lord going to smite you down right now. Like, lightning going to strike you <laughs> type. And he's right to feel fear in these words when this is what's drilled into him. Yeah. But it's the narrative card. Exactly. And she's like, why? We need to build up enough confidence within ourselves to do the research. Because you may love auntie, you may love uncle, you may love whomever is preaching you this word. But think about what type of research they actually have done. Is it all pure or for emotion? Because according to Sister Charizard, and even within my own life, she states that, you know, many of us don't take the time to actually identify who our deities were prior to slavery. Mm-hmm. As she shared, this Christianity journey was forced fed upon us. This wasn't something that we came onto this part of the world with and practiced it. They forced us to practice this religion. And the brother that I mentioned with Frank Jones, uh, which I love about his work, he shared about Christianity where he says, if people really look into it in the beginning, Christianity wasn't for black folks. Heaven was only for white people. And that's recorded. And he said that, you know, black people weren't, for them to even be considered to go to heaven was like a dog, equivalent to a dog making it. Hmm. So he was like, and this is recorded factual belief systems of the Christ, 
of the Christ, Christian faith. And here you go practicing it. Yeah. So, you know, this narrative of, of Jesus has been imposed on us. And we have to fight our way through the narrative and focus on the reality. And it's hard to. I get it. Most of our most of us be living based on what we just know, not based on the truth. Or based on what we think we know. Or what we because if we know, then we know better. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know no better. We operate based on what we think we know. I mean, and think about it. Think about being stripped from everything that you think you know to be true about yourself and having to start from ground zero and figure out what's really true about yourself that's a hard work and a lot of people are comfortable in the know that they know (laughs) like in the comfort of the know that they have yeah it's true it's very true and it's it's sad that we get stuck in that world because and that means that we're being we're being more reactive and robotic to our predicament versus being controlling factors to what we want to see happen. Because we all complain. All oppressed people complain about the injustices happening, but no one has an actual plan or a counteract behavior plan to fix the problems that be. We just aren't in the complete stage of venting. That's it. Mm-hmm. So Sister Sharazad is saying, stop venting <laughs> and do some research. She said, because with this Christianity, you know, this narrative is hindering the black man to, to you know, propel himself forward to actually understand his greatness where the root of Christianity pretty much tell him he ain't nothing and that he needs to be subservient to those who oppressed him. And she notes in the fact that they're so arrogant with this religion that they share it among the world globally as if if you ain't a Christian, then therefore you uncivilized. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to blow your whole shit up. <laughs> and then I'm going to come in and recreate <laughs> with my practices. And eventually y'all going to get on board. Yeah. And this is and this is this is what's practiced. And non-white folks, you know, people know this is a problem. They there, but no one has the the ones that know that Christianity is a problem and that it's a plague to their society and it's not helping anything, especially when it's a forced democracy over a group who didn't even want the <laughs> the religion at all. You know, they don't have the the control of information. So they're 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 the voice of the voiceless. They no one hears their plight or their story, even though we can connect to it. We don't we we tend to just forget about it. We're like, well, you know, that happened so long ago, or that happened. That's happening over there. <laughs> you know, I don't live over there. I don't live in a mud hut. I get to eat, and it's so bad. If you do fight back, they label you a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, they label you a terrorist. Oh, you in some cult. Mm-hmm. But them, but when they maintain their democracy, you know, it's just being, you know, I'm I'm a patriarch. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just that's that I'm just all for my country. It's like what the hell? They have done an excellent job 
controlling the narrative where they make us out to be the victim and to be the reason for our own demise. Even though we know the truth that they raped, robbed, and stole everything that they got globally, they still are considered to be victorious and a good man at the end of the day. That's some psychological warfare for your ass. And that's the type of work (laughs) that we're doing. We're trying to get our mind back. Because our mind is They brainwash you. Meanwhile, we trying to wash your brain. Yes. We trying to scrub it from the bullshit that was instilled all up in it. Yes. And not just your mind, our minds. Listen, this is a cleanse. This is a literary cleanse for our black family. This is where we starting. Yeah, because our brothers and sisters feel like slavery happened so long ago. Well, the Christianity practice then ain't the Christianity now. Slavery was then, but it ain't no slavery now. You know, honey, all we is is a new slave. <laughs> we slaves two point with some comforts. <laughs> we not you know we have because that we're bombarded with comforts but think about it what part of your life you have full control of without the European influence or the European product or service using the bathroom <laughs> and you probably need toilet <laughs> tissue <laughs> listen you know what you right <laughs> Show do so you know what listen all i can do is expel my bodily fluids but damn i can't clean it up <laughs> without european influence. without a european influence, we don't make nothing for ourselves mm. nothing i mean i don't understand how people don't think we're not enslaved to this system that means what mm. I, I there's nothing i can say that i can create that i'm independent completely from the system I don't have no control over my food, of my water. They they got us to the point where we got to buy water. Mm. Water come from the sky. How the hell, mm. how the hell you bottle that up and then sell it to me? <laughs> like, you, like you own water. Like you make water. What the hell? We They trained us. Look, and now they trying to figure out how to own the sunlight. Cause with all this COVID, look, they keep your ass in the house. Don't come outside. <laughs> You better not be coming outside getting that sunlight. What? 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 I see you outside. Yeah. Oh, did I say you could come outside? <laughs> oh man, it's it's insane. And this is the programming, and they are geniuses when it comes to the social events that they know how to control us in. Because in order for us, and I'm telling you, please check out this brother, Frank Jones, because in reading this chapter and listening to his short lectures, they're only about 15, 10 minutes long. He doesn't bombard you with a whole bunch of information. He has a few videos, but more content for you to read, which I think is dope because he really wants researchers. And he says that I'm not competing with those who are emotional. I compete with those who do research. <laughs> because oftentimes people just want to share what their mama said <laughs> or what they grew up with. And it's like, no, come or what they heard. What they heard, what they saw with no research. But you know, she he says that, you know, and and if you really understand how the white man has created a system, a psychological system to keep us tame because 
if if we really acknowledge our true number and size as a people and we weren't psychologically trained under them, we would easily overpower our so-called oppressors. But by them having control over our minds, the body will follow. So they don't need chains. They have chains on our mind. In the way we think, because they taught it, it's not no wonder why we don't get along. While we're always in a state of being defensive to each other, my my black man, he told me every time he go to work, because he's in the military, so he's like every time he goes to work, he end up running into people. Um, that the the building that he works in is the the security staff. They're not of his group his sector so they don't they don't speak to him he said he comes in every morning past the same group of people the same security staff and he says good morning and they never say anything back and he said you know he was like today i i was telling my my friend fuck them i ain't gonna say good morning (laughs) the next morning (laughs) this is this is it and i said no baby i said you keep saying good morning because now you're serving your community. I said, I guarantee you he gonna mumble. It's gonna he gonna end up saying, mm. <laughs> and then it'll be and then it'll be a good morning. I said and eventually I said if anything happened, if anything that goes wrong or right in that building, because you volunteered to speak, he'll inform you before you inform anybody else. And I and I try to remind him that he probably feel that way towards you because you have a better employment status than he does. And who knows if somebody dressed just like you treated him like shit. So he feels, you know what, fuck all of y'all. I ain't saying nothing to nobody. Because a lot- or maybe too, you know, good morning. Let's break that down. What the fuck is so good about the morning time? <laughs> so maybe that brother's like, ain't nothing, nothing fucking good about this morning. If I gotta come to work and make these goddamn pennies I'm making and you... <laughs> Just so goddamn chipping happy. Fuck your good morning. <laughs> like maybe if he came in and was like, "What's up?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know something different. Well, good like, day. Because what's up? What's up right. is still defeated. Like what you gonna do? Because I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, but say something other than good morning, or, or you know just morning. But <laughs> you know, or no, no, not even morning. Morning is you know it's grief. And, and look so. at that. How they trained us to even greet each other. Mm-hmm. we're constantly preaching trauma so I was and I'm glad you mentioned that for him, for him to change so now mm-hmm. our new tactic that I'm going to share with him is that one babe possibly he'll consider saying hey brother have a good day today mm-hmm. keep it at that because it's important that we encourage the opposite of what's being presented in front of us, especially if it's leading us to our demise. That's when, when I meet sisters who have an attitude and curse me out for no reason, well, sister, I can see you having a bad day. Enjoy your day, girl. They don't even know how to respond. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I respond, when I speak to most sisters this way, which is why I've never had a fight with another sister. I've never had a fight. You know what? I'm just now getting on that wave, honey. And now that I'm on it, ain't nobody test me for me to even get to use it. <laughs> for me to even get to practice it. Like, what that's gonna come? Have I really overcome? Maybe you ain't ready yet. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, maybe. I mean, maybe that's why. Cause look, you probably still be quick to curse somebody me. out. <laughs> 
man. And you know what? Maybe I'm not ready because I'm not even going to hold you. Just recently, I was driving. And I don't even remember what the person did. And in my car, I'm like, you stupid bitch. And it wasn't even a, like a female. It was just like, that was my reaction to what happened. So maybe I'm not ready. Well, right? you know, you still can. Because I have those I have those outbursts in cars, too. In the car, it's, it's all for go. <laughs> you do something you do something <laughs> wrong while I'm driving. I'm cursing you out in my car. I don't roll the window down, pull you up. I'm like, he's a fucking jerk. You know, I talk to myself <laughs> as to what's going on. But when I do encounter my brothers and sisters, I definitely do the work and breathing, calming myself down. And no matter what kind of aggression they bring my way, I hit them with kindness. And I would honestly mm. say a hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent of the time in my lifetime, that strategy has worked. Now you give people space. It's not hitting them with kindness and you bombard their space, but you don't feed them the energy that they're looking for. Cause when somebody curse you out, they're expecting to get cursed out too. Hmm. And when you ain't cursing them out and you telling them, sister, have a good day. And, and she, and she'll most likely will probably try to continue like, no, fuck you, bitch. You heard what I said. All right, my love. I hope it gets better for you. Honey, and like this Anglo-Saxon Bible, I've been asking, you shall receive, <laughs> motherfucker. Because if you think you're going to... What? Honey, I'll be ready. But lately, I have, you know, I'm changing my narrative. We have to change our narrative <laughs> because we've been trained. See, and that's and that's something that Sister Sharazad is trying to get the black man to understand that if we really understand and study how our behavior is something that was systematically practiced upon us to do to hinder us, we'll think twice about our level of aggression. Because where does it come from? It's rooted from somewhere. And we have this aggression more so towards each other than we have it to those that actually put us in the state that we're in. It's pure propaganda. I got it for both. Yeah, you have it for... (laughs) You know what? Not so much that I have it initially for both, but I have it for. Listen, if you giving it, if you dishing it out, I can take it. But can you take it back? Like, and see, who said? Um, who said? I remember it was Fabulous or Jadakiss. One of them was like, "Before you send your shots, check my return policy." Or maybe it was Joe Button. One of them, honey. But listen. That's a whole word. And see, that may, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that individualistic mentality is what we've been trained to practice. But when mm-hmm. you when you fight somebody with kindness and they hitting you with the fuck you bitch, you heard what I said, you scared, you know better. All right, my love, have a good day. That's you not speaking for yourself, you speaking for your nation. Because that's just the that's it's a seed implanted in her. She may not get it then in that moment, but she'll be like, yo, she didn't even damn I get my shit together. I'm too mad. <laughs> I'm too damn angry. You know, when when especially when you try, because now she failed. Her attempt was to be victorious in this in this fight. Yet she wasn't given the opportunity to do so. So it's going to make her reflect on her herself. She's fighting herself. And we need, we have to do the work for our, for our people. Because if, if we 
behave in an individualistic mentality, it's going to be like, yeah, nigga, you can get it. I got it to give. But when you're mm. thinking about your nation and you continue to remember what has been done to your people and you truly carry the heart and soul and minds of those that's been done horrible. Because what we're experiencing is tough, but what was done to us is even worse and we still don't even know the half. Mm-hmm. Honey, listen, this show is baby steps. And like we said, we're going to, you know, not just talk about how y'all need to fix. We're going to come correct and like come real about what, you know, shit we need to fix. Yeah. Because y'all know how we ain't wrapped through taking time. <laughs> and that's all right. Because I'm working on it. Exactly. Like every day. Exactly. <laughs> it is work in progress out here. And I'm good enough, you know, to admit to my sister Kiva and y'all that I ain't got to hold this shit together sometimes. Yeah. And my job is I need to start changing my audience because I'm all, I'm always around my people. I need to put myself around these Anglo-Saxons, white folks who think it's okay to say what they... Because I never... I don't get the privilege to correct their behavior enough. Like, how you waiting to try out your nice sisterhood? <laughs> I'm waiting to, <laughs> to try out my whitey wake-up call. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what homie because they love to live in 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 the be in denials of things that they have done they disconnect themselves mm-hmm. from any history that make them the bad guy they always a good guy oh that was mm. dumb i'm an individual it's me uh-uh honey fuck that individual so we have to debrief you know you know our our situation well, she says that the black man, because we are prisoners of war, and that's what Sister Sharazad is sharing, that we are prisoners of war, being victims of white supremacy, racism, that each of us need to be debriefed as to what brainwashing we actually have incurred so we know how to move forward. And this includes religion. And uh, we know that this is a topic that many people oftentimes get so emotional about that you can never get through and even sharing your point of view. And she states that, you know, we have to realize that there is something wrong when you still have brown people, black people teaching that God is white or that it don't matter his color. Mm-hmm, or that he don't got no color. <laughs> he don't got no color. I forget who... I think this may be Sister Sharazad. It may be her or Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. It may have been Dr. Francis Cress Wilson lecture, but she has said it, um, that she had a white woman. She's a white woman in particular. They think they compliment her or compliment the cause when they say, I don't see color. And she's like, How the hell you don't see my brown skin, <laughs> big nose, and geeky hair? That's just, that's, I'd rather you say you don't like me than to say you don't see me. <laughs> Right, because to not see, you know, a clear part of who I am is so disrespectful. It's like, that ain't helping. You should be able to see me and appreciate me. And if you can't appreciate me, that's fine, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. Sister Shamazan said that we, we're so backwards in how we even share, you know, those who are so religious-based. Look what they do in honoring their most high. They wear crosses around their necks which is a symbol of his death. Mm-hmm. And she's like, does that make sense? Yeah. 
Honey, she said you better wear a, a sandal <laughs> to represent <laughs> what he wore when he was alive. Or wear, <laughs> or wear the manger where he was the shape of a manger where he was born in. You won't wear the um, symbol that he, that he was actually killed on. And you know where you I'm know, sorry. Real, real, in yes. addition to that. Well, I was just going to say real quick, and because we're talking about the cross, Mm -hmm. if you do your own research, you'll find that the most high. So, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was going to say in reference to the cross. So, like many people, black people included, you ever notice how they do like the cross symbol, like right across (laughs) themselves when something is about Mm -hmm. to happen? Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, it's like kill me. I'm ready to die. <laughs> Cause that cross damn sure didn't help Jesus, honey. How the hell's gonna help you? Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a, it's constant demoralization on our people. Like every time we think we get it right, nah, nigga, you <laughs> pull the rug from underneath. You ain't get it right. And I hope that this information is not defending any um, offending anyone because that's not the intent. It's truly to t- take away the emotion and just think about what you truly are doing in your life. If you really want to change things in your world, you have to put the mirror up against not just your physical face, but your internal behavior. Like, what do I do? What is my spirit moving like? How am I behaving? Think of your own reality TV show. (laughs) Your own reality. Like, what's going on in your reality? Are your words truly matching your actions? Are you really living the life you claim you have? Are you really walking towards or grinding towards your true desires? Or you're truly led astray? And if you are led astray and if you are lost, be honest in that truth so you can fix it. You got people just moving, 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 not asking no questions, just moving. Honey, or the questions they asking don't pertain to uplifting themselves. To no, no. So if you're wearing a cross around your neck, you maybe you should turn it in and get a different, a different symbol. I start wearing jewelry altogether unless it's by somebody like my sister Kahawia who makes jewelry. Yeah. So I've actually started wearing symbols. Period. Because. Anytime you come across a symbol, you, you know, of course, you're going to do some research. Research points you in 10 different directions mm-hmm. sometimes. And I don't be knowing the truth behind none of this. So I don't rock out with no symbol because I don't want to portray a message that I'm not aware mm-hmm. of. And it's, you know, just messages are important. So whether you're using something and you don't know fully or if I know something to be true and I know it to be factual I still have the question is it something I really know like there's always some other research out there and even still symbols just they connect to so many different things be it holy be it satanic be it whatever and I just ain't got that. That's a good point. That could be a code of conduct too. 
I mean, it should be a code of conduct for oppressed individuals. We should not wear or advertise symbols that are not related to our true cause. And that help you save some money. <laughs> In um, that respect, you won't be buying the Nike and Adidas and all of these flashy brands that put their names out there on you to market free for free. So, you know, that's an excellent point because Sister Sharazad is telling us, like, look, if this is this behavior that you have been practicing with Christianity, f- f- based on what I done told you, hopefully your br- your brain computer opened up to say, well, you know what, something's wrong here. <laughs> Let me look into it further, because she said most of our brothers. They like to just chop it up and say, you know what? It don't matter. Everybody got their own God. It don't matter who you believe in. You know, God is, what you know, people call him God. People call him the creator. It don't matter what you call him. We all just got our God. It is an individualistic thing. Like, this is just what we do. And she's like, no, people, nationalities, cultures, they have a representation as to who they are. And their religion ties into that. And she breaks down seven different nationalities and what they're known for. It's funny. She didn't list what what we're known for. (laughs) Honey, you know why? Well, I don't know why, but I figured because we don't have a true nationality. We We don't. don't We don't have our name, our land, our culture, our language. You know, we're Frankenstein individuals. We're the true Frankenstein when it comes Mm -hmm. to the mental they they have really did a great job in shape-shifting our reality and imposing we are the sum of yeah and impose such a negative narrative in our head that they have trained us to learn in education and in entertainment i mean every single people's activity that we have we only know more of the negative narrative of us than we know of the positive. Hmm. Ain't that some shit? That's why I can't go through another slave movie. <laughs> but I was going to say, you, we was just talking about this offline. He was like, this is why I look forward to watching some of these European films. <laughs> See, some happy folks. <laughs> because all the black movies are just filled with trauma. trauma. And it's so true. Or, you know, you spend the whole hour, you know, the first hour into the movie into some trauma till you finally get to a little bit of happiness, but you're still overwhelmed by the I trauma. mean, they constantly, constantly, constantly giving us, and I mean, think about it. There's 10 areas of people activities. When you think of economics, we, normally we ain't doing good in economics. We ain't doing good with education. Entertainment, we all was, we all had some, because we're all gifted. So we all normally have some type of gift that we either abandon or struggling to make money with. Labor, most of us don't like our damn job. The law, we don't do well in it because we got to pay too much money to go to court. We try to stay away from court. Court is a nightmare for us. Politics mm-hmm. never, it, that's just the lottery system. <laughs> you put your vote in and hope some shit come out good. <laughs> Religion, for those who's halfway awake, know it got a lot of fallacies in it that don't make sense. 
sex, our brothers and sisters ain't getting along. We got the damn HIV, STDs, and just the respect, but our intimacy is not there. War, most war we we know and have been living through has not been in our favor. And health, we just now get into it, but we depend on a European to bring us the goods we need to stay healthy. Hmm. These are 10 areas of our whole life <laughs> that we not succeeding. <laughs> Listen, not at all. And if, you know, this is not to say, you know, that there's nobody succeeding. Because, you know, there's always some folks, honey. There's always some folks. They just say, oh, but not my aunt or not so-and-so. So-and-so's doing really good. Look at so-and-so. But let me tell you something. That so-and-so doing really good. They ain't doing that goddamn mm-hmm. great. Because if it's you, if you can count the how many people on one hand that is succeeding in majority of these areas you still fail mm-hmm. the whole family ain't doing good there's always that one person is doing something it'd be right. maybe doing six out of the ten but we in addition to that what what triggers me is the fact that when we hear or learn about these activities, we only know the negative. We know the mm-hmm. the defensive part of it, not how to control that area and 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 master it. And it's like, yeah, we got that down pat. There's nothing we got on lock. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's I mean, shit. What what other nigga wake up call do we need? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna highlight the seven um nationalities that she referred to. Get the book. But she explained, mm-hmm. you know, what they known for. But I care more about what we known for. And you know, and she pretty much say that the nationalities that are in existence and who are aware of who they are, that they tend to practice the same religion and the same names of their deities. Well, we mm-hmm. as black people, mm-hmm. we're scattered because everybody have a different version of Christianity. And those that's not within mm-hmm. Christianity is in other religions. So we're not in agreement <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> we don't even agree no, to who we are. We don't. Let alone agree to what we believe in. No, we don't. Or how we be living. How we be living, living. yeah. And, and Sister Sharazar, she said that, you know, this, this white, the white man has done this specifically. He has done this specifically because he understood that in order for him to maintain power over the black man, he had to put somebody in power over him that the black man will look to and say, you know what, if the highest power agree to this type of treatment, then I got to accept it too. And she's like, mm-hmm. never mind that the book, well, actually, this is Frank Jones. He said that the Bible, if you really read it, it's about homosexuality, pedophilia, and um, and death. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we put that aside and just focus on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't write his own Bible. Okay. He don't even, he ain't even, he don't even have a book in the Bible. Everybody else got a book. book. And she said that our black man, unfortunately, he is at a point where he's afraid to make any moral judgments 
about today's religion because he feels he doesn't have the right to censor others. Cause they, I mean, they trained us shit. They, everybody trained now. It ain't just <laughs> the black man. We all trained. Don't talk nothing negative about same sex folk. And you better get they pronouns right too. <laughs> or you might know. lose your job. And I don't, I do not have time for that. And now, I don't know nothing about no, all these other different and I'm pronouns. so happy to not have encountered nobody. Because Lord, I would, I don't know if I would succeed in that world. Because if I'm in the bathroom and you bring your masculine ass with a dress in the bathroom, your ass is going to have to fucking leave. I'm sorry. This is a female's bathroom. <laughs> Get out. Especially mm. if I'm in here with my daughter and you roll your big husky self up in here talking about you identify as a girl. I don't know. No. You got to go. I mean, Mm. But they impose this narrative on us. And you know, even though this trend of homosexuality, I feel, is becoming out of control, it's still a small population in comparison to the versus the mass majority of people who are still practicing heterosexual lifestyles. It is, but it's the narrative. They impose their mm-hmm. narrative think- on us as if. That's what we're going to call this episode. Yeah, because narrative. I don't see all these gay folks. Even I've been ready to practice my pronouns. <laughs> I don't even count nobody yet. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, they're getting all of this. They're getting all this attention, and I meet one of them maybe every other year. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it should be a pandemic of folk <laughs> that I should be encountering. Listen, most of these other pronouns I see is on social media, and I don't know them personally. So who knows if they created so accounts? Right. Because they know how to create some shit. Somebody put me on to it. I forget if this was on Yash Karate. It was like Google any number. Just put any type of number you can think of and put cases. It's going to be like, it's going to say COVID cases automatically. You can, Any number. It can be in uh, a, a, a trillion, million, billion, thousands, hundred thousand, to tens, ones, any number, and just put cases after it, they're gonna it's gonna say COVID something. And it was like, how the hell? Like, if they don't control the information, and now they're becoming masses with it with the social media, they study us. They study us more mm-hmm. than we study them. And I'm like, you know what? We need to study us too and fix the shit. <laughs> Honey, and stop fucking broadcasting everything. Stop telling everything. If we are people, we can create smoke signals and all different kind of ways to communicate to each other so that other folks don't know what the fuck is going on. Why are we so free to keep giving up our goddamn information? Because we don't like each other. Giving up our mind, giving up We everything. don't like each other. Honey, and we damn sure don't like ourselves. We don't like ourselves and we don't like each other. And they are that divide and conquer is real. And that's why it's so important to put aside our petty differences and truly just put, because I don't agree with that love thy enemy. Love thy Mm -hmm. oppressed if you are oppressed too. (laughs) Honey, yeah, I'm not listening. I'm not here for that turn of the cheek shit. And not even. Yeah, because if if I'm if I'm on a slave ship, you on a slave ship, we ain't getting along. 
I don't like you, you don't like me, but we both on a goddamn ship and <laughs> we in chains. What the hell are we doing fighting amongst each other? We need to put our petty differences mm-hmm. aside and focus on the person who owns this goddamn ship so we can get the fuck off. You know what that reminds me of? Um, my favorite movie, Life. So when um when Martin Lawrence was standing on the bottles and <laughs> <laughs> the um the I don't, I don't know what the fuck you call him. I guess the captain, um, the prison guard, well, the warden, he offered um, Eddie Murphy a chance to, you know, shoot Eddie Murphy if he, like, falls off the thing. And, you know, Eddie Murphy was like, I don't know. Like, if you give me that gun, I'm, I, I might shoot you with it. I got to be honest. And he was like, that was the wrong answer. So, you know, he ended up on the bottles with him. And Martin Lawrence was like, well, I hope you don't think I owe you nothing for doing that. He was like, the fuck you got I ain't got? Like, what? You don't owe me shit. Like, and I don't owe you shit. Like, what you got I ain't got? Like, what the fuck? We both in this goddamn predicament together. Nobody don't owe nobody nothing. Like, And even even with that movie, you know, they they try to put the blame on that you know, that one white man that actually set him up. But the whole system was corrupt. How you serve life? Life. In jail for, for some shit that they can't even prove that you actually did. And not for one person, two, the accomplice. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's insane what they have done to us and how they have helped us forget. Because we now we got some cars and clothes and sneakers and, and sports and entertainment. We just don't even think anymore. Which is probably why they always invest in entertainment. To make sure we just don't think. Because what we're doing right now is not something that I'm sure the ruling elites wants us to do. But this whole everybody has a right to do whatever they want to do tactic that we all practiced. Sister Sharazad is saying, brothers and sisters, cut the shit. It's not true. That we really need to come together and figure out what is absolutely right and what is absolutely wrong and differentiate the two and -hmm. stop acting like they're interchangeable because pedophilia is wrong. It ain't no based on the situation. You fuck a child, you wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't give a goddamn what your situation is. And that's what we need to get back to, that eye for an eye approach, that Old Testament, like Ahabia mentions, that is not talked about no more. And it's simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eye for eye, two for two. Yep. How simple can you get? If people live that lifestyle, they won't do half the shit that they're doing today. Yep. And it doesn't mean if you fuck my child, I'm going to fuck your child. It means if you fuck my child, I'm going to kill you. Yes. Period. Like, that ain't, like, tit for tat. That's, like, you wrong me, you yeah. pay with your life. Or pay however way I see fit, but you you will pay. Correct. So, And it's not just, like, you know, wrong me, like, oh, you stepped on my shoes. You, oh, you got to pay for that. Because that's goddamn yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But people is getting killed out here for stepping they on are. shoes. And we normally killing our own people. people. You know, and Sister Sherazade is saying that, you know, we have to 
stop being, well, the brother, not we, mainly the brother. He needs to become, or learn to become comfortable opposing positions and and taking stands and on on an unpopular subject. Because most of our brothers laugh their way through something that's important. Oh, man, don't worry about that. Well, that's deep. You know, you know, we all good. We good. No, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Speak on it. I mean, our oppressors have gotten so comfortable in our faces disrespectful. I've take, I took my nephew to get glasses. I took him to the space that I thought was a good location. Um, the reviews weren't that great, but I said, you know, hey, it's close to home. Let's go. We get there. There's an old white lady who is doing the eye exam. I've done eye exams all my life. Normally, I'm looking at 10 to 15 slides per eye, reading a whole bunch of sli- reading a whole bunch of lines. In total, she had my nephew read three slides and then told him to sit down, and she tried to prescribe him some glasses. And while he's, she's asking him, do you see? Can you see? He's like, no, I can't. She's like, well, you got to go across the street to our other location to get an exam done. So I'm like, this is this don't look right. So before she dismisses us, mm. she asks him, you in school? You in virtual school? You in person? He's like, oh, I'm in person. She's like, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you in that special school. And he like, yeah. Mm. I don't say nothing because I'm like, he don't even know that he has been disrespected. So now we go across the street. And they take us to this hole in the wall spot where he, they told him, put his face to a machine. And they like, they pressed a few buttons and the paper printed on. They said, all right, we good to get your glasses. I said, oh, hold up. I said, this is it? They're like, yeah. So, okay, well, don't run my insurance because we're done. <laughs> so when we mm-hmm. left, I said, do you know that white woman disrespected you? No, she said my school was special. I said, baby, special mean that you are mentally challenged. And so, you know, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, our babies back in the day, the whole family was racially inclined. <laughs> you ain't had to teach the baby about who the enemy was. He knew who the enemy was because he saw his mama, mm-hmm. his granddaddy hanging from the tree. He hadn't heard the story so that he didn't seen the abuse firsthand. Now our kids are so... And you know what? Just you saying, you know, listen. Oh, child. I guess that's why things like that don't happen to me. Because I'd have cussed that heifer out from the rooter. I don't give people my end. I laugh now. I laugh. Because, mm. it, you know, it's such a, it's a silent joy. Because she's a white woman. She, she Her life. Which means she fucking no, knows she better, and she show got she the right. Don't know, yes, she she do. don't know better. She, I can. Most of the teachings that we teaching, because I care about my people, so I want to start at home. But these teachings got to be for the mm-hmm. white folk. They are clue. They really believe the narrative that they're the good old white boy and good old white gal. Honey, I got some <laughs> teaching for you. I don't know if it's in this podcast, but I show 
got some lessons mm-hmm. to hand out. Okay, I got they some do not to take any accountability. Mm-hmm. So when that white woman said what she said, I didn't even get angry. I I was more concerned about my nephew not knowing he was being disrespected in his face. I was angry at myself for not training him well enough to be able to identify when somebody is playing him, especially when he's in the presence of an enemy. Because an enemy can come in any color or shade or size. You know, you can't can't choose a person as your friend based on how they look. Devil come in all colors. But once she made that statement, she became an enemy. And he wasn't even able to identify an enemy. He's still thinking she's friend. He at the bed mm. saying, Grandma, what big what big eyes you have? <laughs> <laughs> he don't even mm. see the wolf behind sheep clothing. You know, so it's it it was it was a lesson more for me to do more work with my kids to stop giving them the things that I didn't have and start teaching them the things that I didn't know. So, you know, this is something mm. that we like Kahawia mentioned, as we clean your brain with this information, we are definitely scrubbing our own. Cause the work is massive. Is everyone has a piece in it to do. So, you know, mm-hmm. Sister Sharazad is just constantly reminding the, the brothers to just rethink this whole Christianity and this religion aspect and start realizing that, you know, you can take the stand to discuss these topics and be okay with the fact that the white man may call your newfound religion if you create one or go outside of Christianity, they're going to refer to you as a cult or as Afrocentric mm-hmm. or other derogatory words because that is in their nature. They are going to constantly come up with a negative narrative about you when you do something outside of their system because they want to be the global dominating force. So anything outside of their force is considered wrong or uncivilized. So don't look for their approval. And I I, um, appreciated these brothers because I didn't even know these brothers that stepped out. And I mean, they didn't go about it. So I knew of... um, I heard of him. Noble Drew Ali and Father Divine. And, you know... Yeah, I didn't know about Father Divine. I ain't know nothing about (laughs) this prophet Cherry, though. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's Daddy Grace. <laughs> so yeah, so you know please them. look at because I'm not going to go into these brothers because it's not like they did something phenomenal to really, um, you know, speak on a, speak on their behalf in that way. But look into Noble Drew Ali, Daddy Grace, Prophet Cherry, and Father Divine. But you know, I cringed when Sister Sharazad gave big ups to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Of course she would, you know, her face. I cringe too, but you know her face. And how she wrote his paragraph in comparison to the other paragraphs, she found all kind of flaws in the others. But not and that's why I was so upset. Because I was like, keep the tradition. Don't be biased. Because this was a biased moment. She mm-hmm. should have maintained his flaws in the fact that he was a pedophile. Mm. Honey. 
And Malcolm X discovered it and lost his life trying to tell the truth about his people. Because he, Malcolm X started mm-hmm. doing the work that we're doing towards the end of his life. He was like, you know what? Fuck changing the white man's opinion. We need to clean up house. We out here looking crazy. Mm-hmm. I over here got this man on my back saying the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I'm I'm interviewing baby girls that he done slept with and had babies with and secretly have them taken care of, but not there to, to actually be in their lives as a true man. Mm-hmm. I don't call him the honorable nothing. I just yeah, Elijah Muhammad. So yeah, I, the one thing that he has done good was getting his system of operation of cleaning our brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters that were strung out on crack. That was amazing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm giving them something to something um yeah something to stand for like giving them you know a sense of pride within themselves and you know just kind of revitalizing themselves and their community in that way so there are some positives about it but that doesn't eradicate however honey because them same some of them Mm -hmm. same Mm -hmm. NOI brothers and that's what sister Shavazada is talking about is that these, you know, when she goes back to truth, because she omit the truth when it relates to her religion, but she makes a valid <laughs> point where, when Christianity and Catholic um, religions teach you that it's okay to do all the wrong as long as you repent and say I'm sorry and pray, then you good. Mm-hmm. God forgive your sins because you a sinner. <laughs> you is a sinner. You is gonna do bad. He know you're going to do bad, but he love you anyway because mm-hmm. he died for your sins for you to sin. But you know what? That <laughs> narrative only really <laughs> pertains um, to the white folks because the black folks are taught to repent over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, we got to keep repenting. We got to keep saying we sorry. We got to keep trying to make it up. Every church service across the world you know, um, that's congregating the black folk is about continuously <laughs> repenting. Yeah, because you, know, so you, you you show up to ch- church and church is asking you what you done did wrong. Never mind, I was mm-hmm. abused. I've been mistreated. This this government has hurt me and, and tortured my bloodline. What did you do wrong? We got to fix you, sister. You got to come off the streets and do better. How did I get on the streets? Who is responsible for me being on the street? His ass need to be up in church <laughs> first. You know, but... Honey, and never mind when you on the street, the church don't open sure. its doors to No, you. they don't, because I see them. Only thing they open up is that yeah. goddamn collection. church is beautiful, and I don't see them open up them pews for the homeless to sleep at night. They don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Just leave right on that doorstep, but you better be gone. Come on, or else your ass is loitering. Yeah, you're going to jail. So this, these, all these different interpretations of religion, of what you should practice, of what you don't have to practice, and the freedom you have to just do wrong, it really doesn't help us, and it's not true. 
it 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 keeps us in a state of an illusion when we're not honest to say what is truly working for us and what is not. This is Sharazad is pretty much saying in a nutshell, put the Christianity away. Because these religions allow the brothers to smoke, drink, do drugs, eat pork, carry weapons, be promiscuous, but come to church every once in a while and say, you know, I don't want to do this no more and I'm sorry, or be forgiven. And she said the religions that restrict from having such a good time or removing those behaviors that are actually not a healthy living, that, you know, brothers don't want to do that. They feel that they'll be deprived from having fun. So they stay away. Because mm-hmm. what's their favorite saying? Um, God hates the mm-hmm. sinner. He does some shit. But if you was a sinner, God loved the sinner. <laughs> so I got to do what God gonna, I want him to mm-hmm. love me, so I might as well continue to do what. Mm-hmm. And what's the mother one? God only looks after children and fools. So if you don't, he ain't looking after you. I guess. Well, <laughs> I ain't no damn fool. <laughs> oh, man. It's insane, insane, insane. Um, Sister Shabazad, she she talks about. Also, she mentions that, you know, these, I didn't agree with this too much, but she said forefathers, our forefathers or his forefathers were brought to America where they were not using intoxicants, chemicals, or nicotine or caffeine. Maybe not chemicals, but I do, I have been learning that our brothers and sisters did practice use, the use of tribal herbal roots. They got high too. They got high. They got high, ha ha ha. This was a different high. <laughs> like, right. It didn't turn you into a zombie here. high. <laughs> You're losing your teeth and shit. Right. <laughs> they might not have had no opiates, but uh, <laughs> they was indulging yes. in that herb. So, you know, Sister Sharazad, you know, and this is, is pretty much encouraging our brothers to, you know, clean internally to, and, and to understand that if you don't clean, yourself internally as far as having a healthier lifestyle and living and eating then you ultimately cannot think clearer if you're bombarding your body with so much toxins and that righteousness is not admired or sought after so you know if you're looking for some kind of clout or much support in this route of trying to define or redefine who you are by stepping away from any type of religion that you think is not serving you, you're not going to get much support, unfortunately, in this current state. But you'll get the support that you do need Mm -hmm. because the collective aggression that we have against each other when it comes to all of our injustices, makes no sense. Which is why I was saying again, like when we get into a space where there's a time, because there's a time and place for war. There's a time and place to fight, time and place to love. But we truly have to learn how not to hurt one another emotionally, verbally, and physically. Unless there's no other option but to defend yourself. Because if you truly operate on that level, then you're operating for your nation to be versus for your individual self-proclaimed feelings. So, you know, that's something to, to take away from and try to 
think about and how you can do it because we can't continue to ignore our own presence in the in the problems that be. We're totally a part of this situation. I mean, it's been force fed on us and how they have forced us to believe in this religion. But those of us that's willing to fight the disinformation that was put upon us, it is also our duty to also with this information to learn it and not to force it on anybody else, but to truly learn how to just be at peace. Because like I said, that white woman who said what she said, I probably should have had words for her. But because of the work that we're doing, I'm always thinking about mm -hmm. us first. Like, fuck her. <laughs> you know, too, you, I, I, I guess, yeah. So I could see that from your perspective. And at the end of the day, you did do good. You was like, look, don't run my insurance. I ain't paying for none of this shit. Tell you that right now. <laughs> so that was good, you know. And then, too, you know, one of my good friends, you know, <laughs> She, she she was recently telling me that, that somebody, like one of us has to be the person that teaches the white folk, you know, that gives them the space to make their error and teaches them how to do right from there on. And, you know, so like she uses the example that some white girl, you know, was more, you know, had approached her on some, oh, you know, about your hair and then proceeded to touch her hair. And I'm like, girl, chaba. But she was in the space to say, you know, to back up. No, 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 no. That's not what you do. Here's what you do. Or, you know, here's how you approach a situation in the future. If you're curious about something, ask a question. Ask with your lips, not with your hands. You know, that kind of conversation. And I felt like that's all good and dandy. And hope, you know, maybe... Maybe one day I'll get there. Maybe I won't. Okay? However, I will do better as a whole with controlling my reactions with my own people and respond rather than yeah. react. But now these other folks love. And be, and be, and be actors, mm -hmm. you know. Um, be, it's good that you're thinking like that because I, I need to practice it more. And being more of an actor when it comes to correcting white folks, because I tend to, I, that was a perfect position because I said, I'm not in a position to correct them. And I was in a position to correct her, but I wasn't mad, you know, at her because I expect the worst from them. So it was like, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess you don't have to and be you don't mad have to, to be make mad correction. to make correction. Correction, and I should have said. And if I could turn back the hands of time, I probably now I know I should now based on what you said, I'm going to do my due diligence to give everybody a piece of information. <laughs> if you throw yourself out there, because it was a, I mean, it would have been a perfect opportunity to say something to her, and I'm I definitely missed it. So I'm going to make sure I slow it slow it down and not be so. Black, 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 my family, my people, my people that when other Gentiles get the opportunity to share or they're in a space to learn, they miss their opportunity of learning because I'm not thinking about them. I don't want to do that. I got to share for all. Listen, that's good. See, I give everybody <laughs> the information. Now, how I give this information out is a whole nother story. So I'm working on changing my methods. 
Yes. Just a little bit. Yes, you know? I get it. Baby steps. Yes. So, you know, Sister Shavazad with the baby steps is saying that we out here with our baby steps living a lie. <laughs> the black man is so is living a lie. And that the psycho um the psycho emotional damage that he has experienced from practicing Christianity has not been calculated for my and, and worshiping, worshiping white, white folk, because you know most of us, a lot of black churches still haven't removed the the um the white man's um. Yes, even though there's verses in the Bible that states that the, you know this the the so called Jesus is of brown brown skin or skin like dirt, we still have these um white male versions of Jesus circulate in our communities. Cause I my man brought one right next right to next my, to my man had brought a little piece of um <laughs> paper home and he was reading he said this is funny and soon he was like you want to read as soon as he gave it to me I threw it in the garbage. He said wait hold up I wasn't done. He was like you didn't even try to read it. I said uh uh-uh, I'm not trying to read that shit. He was like but it's learn <laughs> I said baby my heart can't I can't do the trauma. That's trauma. I can't I can't sit through your lies. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I kind of am sad that I'm, you know, I would like to be a teacher, but I can't, I don't think I can sit through their program, through their educational system to get my, I know. You don't have to, to be a teacher. Listen, you are, you are already a teacher. So, you are already a teacher. You do not need anybody to deem you a teacher. You are already a teacher. You already teach. You teach adults, you teach the children in your life, you teach anybody who is ready to learn, okay? You are already a teacher. You can make your own curriculum, you don't need no license, you don't need um, no further indoctrination. Now, if you want to receive government funding for your teachings, then you might go and get you some license and teach a curriculum, but you don't have to to be considered a teacher. No, you're right about you're that. I'm glad you even put that out there because many times we stop ourselves from doing something because we don't have the white man's approval. So I'm glad you said that. I can do. I can still find a way to do the work that I want to do without going through those prop those so called proper channels. But mm-hmm. you know, even if you only that's have but one student, yeah. and that one student is your child. You have a student, nonetheless. You have your curriculum, and, you know, as time gets on and we're able to bring our village closer together, and, you know, yes. then you have more students. Yes. Because it is definitely a need, because I, I, my pupils, the first thing that I would teach them is how to rearrange their beliefs and be more grounded in truth and how they be living. These 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 mm. folklores that we grew up on. I mean, even if you think about us, sister, and how we pe- chose our man off of fairy tales. <laughs> no one um, gave us the re- the realization mm. of how to engage in courting. We didn't know how to engage mm. in that world. It was basics, <laughs> very primitive. You're gonna kiss first. And he gonna follow your body next, mm-hmm. and then you gonna lead a fucking. Who gonna get they fuck first? <laughs> you a virgin? You a virgin? You ain't losing yet. Oh, okay, great. That's it. 
there was no other order mm-hmm. put in place for us. Get married and have babies, but they don't tell you nothing the about work what else that, that is tell. required. How to get along. They don't teach you how to get along in this marriage. They don't teach Not you at none all. of that. So it's it's a lot to learn. A lot to learn. All they teach you is the so-called American dream. And and <sighs> Sister Shahrazad, mm-hmm. she ends the chapter by t- reminding the black man to remove the guilt. Be okay with disregarding anything that the European has come up with to say that you should do. Including getting his college degree. Mm-hmm. Disregard it if it don't make sense to you. Yeah. You can... Because they don't have no nope. remorse about the shit they did to you. No, nope. the they sure didn't. And they sure don't. I like that they said, um, Sister Sherazad said that that church members think that um, the pastor is praying for them, but they really praying on them. Praying on the P-R-E-Y. Because <laughs> you're the customer. Girl, you we went to church customer. last week. We went to church because my <laughs> black man and I said, you know what? We've having some miscommunication problems. So let's do some work. So he has a relative that is in a church. And he has a position in the church. And he also do marriage counseling. So I would say overall, I was entertained. And I did learn. <laughs> and I did, you know, they tried to enter my mind and tame it with their information. But my memory of history of history challenged their um intent so they weren't successful but i appreciated some mm. of the messages but i was disheartened at the fact that we truly are people of operating on disinformation because he opened up the chapter i think we read out of saint matthews and he read only a few verses but the verses that he read did not conclude the story. And you know, the Bible tends to do that. It'll open up a story and just cut it. <laughs> well, because you know what? Because yeah. they only take out the line that soups them. <laughs> they take out the line that soups, whatever it, whatever message they're trying to get across, that's that's the line they use. But they don't speak about, you know, no, and, listen, and, 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 and if you decide to write your paper, your essay like the Bible, you will fail. But this is supposed to be classical <laughs> literature mm-hmm. that everybody should read at least once in their lifetime. And it's the most choppiest, confusing disinformation that you ever did read. But in any event, the the the, the verse that he chose to share, you could he picked verses that you can interpret in so many different ways. And, you know, I sat mm-hmm. there and I'm like, wow, it can go this way, it can go that way. And before he dived in further, it was a song, praise and dance, and it was over. <laughs> so they just read the verse just to follow mm-hmm. suit with the routine of what it, you know, what church is. And then they practice communion. And, you know, my kids are there like, I want some juice. <laughs> I want a cracker. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, we practicing cannibalism. They're like, huh? So I'm like, we'll talk about this when we get home. <laughs> but I let them go through the experience. But, you know, it's, it is a lot of work we need to do. And, you know, brothers and sisters, they clapping and singing. And you can tell our brothers and sisters are just hurting. They use it as a source of venting. And, you know, they believe in it because it allows them mm-hmm. to feel good. But feeling good don't mean that you're doing good. Because 
And you know what? Sometimes they believe in it because that's the you know that's their community, and they don't they're not comfortable mm-hmm. being an outsider. So even if they don't believe in it, you know, their whole family is in it, all their friends is in it, and they know good and well that if they don't participate, that whole congregation yeah. is going to talk their shit about them. And they're not comfortable and when you, with if that. If you're reality. willing to do the work that Sister Kahawi and myself are doing, understand that you're going to get that reaction. Because that reminds me of when I went natural with my hair. I had people in my neighborhood doing the vomit look. Like they was about to throw up in in regards to the sight of me with a short Caesar cut. Because I wanted to remove the perm. Well, the, the relaxer out of my hair. And now we're everybody with natural hair is <laughs> is much more favorable mm-hmm. than it was in the early two thousands. So you know we have to understand that this is a process. You you know the, the ship is going to move on with or without you. So I hope you decide to jump on this wave because this whole woke movement. It ain't working for those who just saying they woke just because they they wearing the ankh around their neck <laughs> or they wearing some African mm. symbols. No, you have to truly be about what you say. And from my experience in my life, and I'm not saying I'm in the best position than most, but my soul is free. I truly have full control over my soul in a in a respect that I I grieve, I'm sad, I'm happy, but I'm learning and I'm understanding what's going on. I'm not trapped in a disbelief that I can't be better or I can't do better. You know, we have to love ourselves and realize that we can do what we want to do in our element. Don't think you can do anything you want to do because it's going to come with some consequences. <laughs> Some things ain't for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't your kingdom. Everything ain't for <laughs> No, not at all. But there's a whole bunch of space for you to learn how to do something independent for yourself. That's an empty plateau. We need to get on it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty it, much it for this, this chapter. We're done. Unless there's anything else you wanted to... Honey, we can wrap no, it. We don't wrap so we one. at chapter 10 talking about wrap it up. <laughs> Sexuality, wrap that up. <laughs> you won't get caught with some shit or grumbling in your bo- booty sheet. You know <laughs> Be careful now. It's scary out here. Chapter 10, oh, sexuality man. and relationships. So are we going to break this chapter up? Yeah, I think we are. We are, because it's like 30 pages, and I've already sectioned it out kind of evenly. So I think we'll read 153 oh. to 171. So we're, you know, to write, write beneath that second segment. Okay. So that is what we're reading. Oh, right before the other woman. Hmm. Hey, has a... Lord, I've been up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, now I respect, I respect that position and I respect it enough not to be a part of it. <laughs> You sent me the TikTok where the girl was like she didn't even her, her man had a whole other wife that she had that she saw only in the daytime. Yes. 
the wife in the daytime. She said, girls, be careful. <laughs> Women are willing to be with your man only in the daytime. Honey, he come home every night. You be like, how he got another wife? Like, what? <laughs> when do he have time? During the day. Yeah. When you and think the wife, he and the woman said she was okay with him only being near the day. Because I guess he told her he got to work. <laughs> every night. <laughs> <laughs> work at night, right? <laughs> but you know what? I'm excited to read oh, this chapter. Man. Because if we remember the teachings from the last book... Sister Shavazad said that this same man, because the woman that was talking, she looked like she well taken care of. And the man. So the woman that was talking, I don't think that was her story. I think okay. she was sharing the story of another woman. Because when I did further investigation, because you know me, I'm like, hold up, hold up. So I went back looking at all her videos. Like I didn't watch all of them, but I went, you know, to just investigate a little bit. And from reading the comments and from her other videos, I think it was. I think she was using her platform to share the narrative okay, of, a, because of another woman. If 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 this man, I don't know who he is or what he has done, but if this man is capable of providing for two households and two ladies, he was wrong for not telling the truth, but he should be entitled to have two. But we'll leave that for the second. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll leave that for the next chapter, chapter 10. So we hope Honey, I think we already covered that in the last book. We did. We covered that. But, you know, it's good to implement our learnings from the last book into this book, too. You know? And I'm proud that we're not using Mm -hmm. this platform to just mail bash. We've really been looking at it in the we perspective because we can't can't stay out of his goddamn shoes. (laughs) Everything is what we need to do still. This is about the goddamn (laughs) black men. Black woman, move your ass aside. This is his responsibility. And we still talking like, nope, this is what we need to do. (laughs) And you want to know why? Because even in the yellow book, like if, you know, for those of you who who was reading along, we didn't really address the parts where she was saying, you know, black men, and this is what you need to do to help her correct this. Like, yeah, because we're the So we're always thinking how we can help if we're saying, right. So, like, even when she talks about the shit that we need to fix, yes, she's speaking directly to us, it seems, but there were those lines, again, because it was the Black man's guide to understanding the Black woman, there were those lines where she's like, listen, Mm -hmm. this is a y'all problem. Like, you are responsible for her. You need to get this in check, but you are still responsible for yourself. You need to get this in check. So, it's always been a we thing, and I think that is the beauty in what we're doing by not separating the black man from the black woman, but saying, hey, this is our plight. Mm-hmm. This is us. We are in this together. Yeah. So this is what we need to do. Versus, uh-huh, <laughs> that's your problem. I ain't got shit to do with that. Like, <laughs> we're saying, yeah, that's your problem, but you know what? I could see how I could come off. So we, what can we do to collectively work exactly. together? No, well put, sis. That's a, I think that's an excellent ending right. until we get back into it again. Honey, into some old... Yes, and sorry for no music. Baby. We didn't talk, 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 talk. We did, but you know what? Yeah. This music is coming. So later, y'all. Right now. Do you think it really matters if you're a good person or not? I was once told I had to let go of my ego in order to fly free. 
I was once told I had to let the past be in order to see. I was always told to let go and let God. Love another but don't worship. It's gonna hurt cause people hurting. It's gonna hurt but you keep working. That's for certain. That's for certain. Just keep planning for the future. Soaking up the past. Scared to show your cards. This time will it last? Crying over spilled milk. Never cleaned it up. You can be persistent and they swear it all was luck. Thoughts feed the brain while the brain feeds the vision. You can make a choice but have no choice in need decision. All the supervision. What they call a prison. Faith over sight. No pursuits. Only mission. Little satisfaction in the words that you say. You can build a house with all them lies that you lay If I had my last dollar, promise wouldn't split it Faith over sight, no pursuits, only mission And every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes the bed that you lay And every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling Makes the bed that you lay Karma play a role in your life though What you came here with and what you write though Hard to practice love fighting over wrong or rights There's no dark just lack of light Sent the truth on the last light No clarity, no sight Let's not fight Let's not fight But peace don't mean that I'm weak Tough don't make you strong The eyes tell the whole soul The story of your song Little satisfaction in the words that you say You can build a house with all them lies that you lay If I had my last dollar Promise wouldn't split it Faith over sight No pursuits, only mission Oh, and every little thing that you do And every little thing that you say Spins the web you're crawling the bed that you lay and every little thing that you do and every little thing that you say spins the web you're crawling makes the bed that you lay If I had to do it to it, I'd be frontline with the llama So I suggest you act right or get left, uh Kill him with the baseline, treble clef, uh Put it in the stock and then we ship it overseas And when that fatty came back, it was more than what we needed So I suggest you play your part and get it to him, what we doing? Judah is the tribe, the nappy head is super duper If you ain't rolling with us, then a ticket you against us So you better keep your cool and keep it moving, hope you're listening Let me break it down for a second, wait, wait You and I are not the same, split the cake, I'm out, lady, motor on the supposed snacks, uh, don't know why they hit me I'm just trying to elevate the piece of love But don't mistake it, if you got it, get it Shake it, nigga, this is what you want We can get into it if you trying to build your world I can put you in direct connection with the plug Getting yeah, you need it until I put you on Let me break it down for a second Wait, wait, you and I are not the same Split the cake and model, let it mold it on the supposed snacks uh, Don't know why they hit me I'm just trying to elevate the piece of love But don't mistake it, if you got it, get it Shake it, nigga 
I've been through changes that I can't explain to you Changing my plans because I'm not a fan of you Man to an animal, locked in my sanity Blocked from humanity, covered in vanity Lord, I need saving, they do not hear what I'm saying If it ain't about money and cause I'm displaying I made it through hate and betrayal From snakes covered up in the clothing of kinfolk I'm locked in my mental, trying to keep up with the laws And commandments considered abandoned Because of my standards, I live by the codes Of the jealousy grows from the ones that was close Who could have known, just know that you read what you sow And I am not sleeping anymore And the beast overthrown, and I am the king of the throne and you cannot rule on my zone i made a change yeah. we ain't the same this ain't no game can't mess with lanes i made a change we ain't the same this ain't no game yeah, yeah. yeah. Say that I love you and never promote you I'm stuck in my carnival ways This is the purge of my flesh Remove everything less No more taking advantage of grace How could I look in your face When I know that I'm sinning I know what you did for me Know what I could have been All of the foolery Demons controlling me Still you see more in me How am I worthy of you? Huh, I look up, I see glory in me Yeah There's a change to the story, homie Yeah, yeah Losing friends is part of the territory Everything but unordinary Spoke to my ox and they told me Go ahead and move on and continue the mission uh, Gotta move forward until it's all over So I'm working hard in the kitchen Make a decision Either you're hot or you're cold Or you're right or you're wrong You still gotta be told Hit me more than I know Either way I still love you Until he called both of us home Yeah, Said I would never change Told me that I was never gonna make it <laughs> Wrestling every day I got a battle between myself and all my demons What is the reason? Due to the lack of my faith And it's lack of my pace And the shackles and changing the image portrayed, I know I'll never make it to hear you say well done, my fellow servants. I made a change, we ain't the same, this ain't no game, can't mess with lanes, I made a change, we ain't the same, this ain't no game. You're free, so why not me? Just afraid of what's beyond the world we see. Knowledge is free, wisdom takes time. I got a lot of things that cloud up in my mind. No time to hide, let go of pride. If you peel away, just might heal what's inside. I've fallen high, I've fallen low I get back up and keep it going Got that soul, there is no flow Only see sky I'm resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why See, it's hard to believe that a spirit so bright Can be filled with a cup full of pain My sleep close to the edge at the in the night, use the pain as a ship set of chains. There's no name for the space in the mind that feels weak with for help. They all call your name. Smoke some herb, have a drink, scream and shout. We might do, but to feel that would be insane. How about we change? Tired of saying, not quite liberated. 
mental chain I know your pain Walked in that lane Can't repeat the steps and expect things to change We fallin' high We fallin' low We get back up and keep it going Got that soul There is no flow Only see sky Don't let the lines keep you from your natural 